0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Realign with Your Purpose. Today's episode is my first episode of 2024, and I feel like I could not have chosen a more perfect first topic and first guest to bring to you in this new year. So today I am talking to Amy Tra. Amy is a business strategist. She's the host of the Motivated CEO podcast and the founder of the Moms on a Mission community. She's created this signature CEO framework, which she uses to help entrepreneurs and business owners, especially those who are service providers. She helps them to generate the consistent sales they want so that they can create the impact they desire without sacrificing their two most valuable assets, which are time and energy. In this conversation, we talk about Amy's shift from a career in the medical field to stepping into becoming an entrepreneur as a mom of two young kids looking for more flexibility and freedom, and then the shifts that she made within her entrepreneurial journey to find a business that was aligned with her passion and her purpose. And through this process of building her own businesses, Amy discovered how much she loved just the back-end parts of business building and what goes into really creating and building a solid business. We talk about the importance of honoring yourself and what's important to you when building a business and not just setting goals that we see other people setting because they seem to be working for somebody else we talk about the importance of community and networking and building intentional relationships. And while this conversation is really geared towards those of you who are entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs, you are gonna learn so much in this conversation, even if you're not someone trying to build a business. But if you are in the process of building a business or wanting to build a business, if what Amy talks about in this conversation really piques your interest and you want to learn more from her, all of her links will be in the show notes. Welcome, Amy. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and having this conversation with me today. I cannot wait to dig into your journey and everything that you're doing. I'm so excited to have this conversation.
1: Oh my gosh. I am so excited. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Josie. I know this is going to be a very juicy conversation between the two of us.
0: Absolutely. So tell us, what what do you do? Who
1: do you serve? oh my gosh, who am I? What do I do? So currently, (laughs) I am a business strategist. So I really, my zone of genius is helping service providers generate the consistent sales that they want so that they can create the impact that they desire. But without sacrificing their two most valuable assets, their time and energy. And I do that through my signature CEO framework. So I love helping women achieve their version of success on their own terms
0: perfect. Like who doesn't want that, right? Right. (laughs) Achieve success on your own terms that you're speaking my love language. (laughs) So how did you get into this role? Is this something that you always saw yourself doing? Or did you sort of kind of stumble into it like a lot of us?
1: (laughs) Um, Definitely stumbled into it. It was one of those, if you would have told me, you know, four years ago, I would be doing what I am today. I would have looked at you and told you, you're absolutely crazy. I come from a career in healthcare. I thought I had my life figured out. You know, I went through life checking boxes. I went to college, I got married, I had kids, You know, doing all of the things that society has deemed that you need to do in order to be quote unquote successful. Like I did that. Like I graduated from college. I had the dream job. I had a license on the wall saying I was qualified because I took and passed these state boards. But I was just settling. I was just settling and going through the motions because I didn't know any different. It was like, okay, well, I mean, this is what I worked so hard for. So who am I to want more? You know, I have the life that people would give anything up for. I I almost felt guilty wanting more. And then the pandemic happened, right? So the schools shut down and there were no daycares. So my husband and I, who both worked in healthcare, we found ourselves in a little pickle at the time. You know, what are we going to do? We have these two humans. They can't watch themselves. They're in kindergarten and preschool. And they have to like be educated. So we've (laughs) got to figure this out, right? So I was given the opportunity to take a voluntary furlough. We had to cut staff by 50%, which I know being in healthcare at the time, like, how are you furloughed? I worked outpatient. So I was like, "Hey, I, I've got two kids. I mean, I guess I'm now a kindergarten teacher. Um, wish me luck, please." So <laughs> we we survived. I, it wasn't pretty. I am not the crafty mom. I'm not the Pinterest mom. But we, we we got through it. You know, there were some crafts and cocktails involved, but we got through it. Um, but it was at that point when we made it through the homeschooling piece that. I still remember I was sitting outside one day and it was gorgeous. It was this beautiful day here in Northeast Ohio, which it's always gray here. So anytime we see sunshine, I'm like outside and the kids are playing. They're just playing and laughing and it hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm literally missing this. Like I will never be able to get back this moment in time, no matter how much money I make, no matter how hard I wish for it. I can't get back to this moment in time. So it was at that point, I knew that like something had to change. Like something, I couldn't continue on the current trajectory of life. So at that point, I still haven't been called back to my job and I'm sorry to get nervous, you know, a little bit because it's that security. You know, we think that our nine to five is the secure option. When in reality, it's no, it's not the secure option at all. So I started thinking, okay, well, how do we figure this out? I am a big fan of Maria Forleo's everything is figure out mentality. Like, we're going to figure it out. Like, I've survived everything up until this point. Like, okay, let's figure this out. So I started my first business. I had no clue what I was doing. I started a residential home organizing company because I loved, loved helping people declutter and really gain control over their environment. Loved it. And I mean, if you're gonna start a business during a pandemic, like an organizing company was like the perfect thing because Marie Kondo was super big at the time, the home edit, everybody was stuck at home, they had too much stuff. It was like, oh my gosh. So this business, it grew. And it grew fast. And what I found in growing this local service-based business was that You really need to network a lot you really need to collaborate a lot and I was going to all of these different networking events and I just couldn't find my people I couldn't find people that you know understood what it was like to be a mom and grow a business at the same time because it's just a different set of challenges that we faced so I was like well I mean maybe like I'll start something for the moms in my area and see maybe there's one or two of us out there that are running businesses and raising our babies so I started a Facebook group and it grew and it grew and it continued to grow and I'm going oh my gosh what the heck am I doing you know like, again another one of those like holy cow like this is actually working you know my my business is growing this network is growing and then we got to the point where this community of women was thriving to the point where I'm like, I can't do both. I can't be traveling all over the place and running this amazing community to provide all of these resources to these women. You know, I'm talking to them about like what I've tried, what was working, what was not working. I was mentoring these women without even realizing I was mentoring. So I really realized at that point, I'm like, okay, something's got to give here. Like, I can't continue to do everything all at once. So I made the decision. This was a really hard decision to make to let go of the organizing business and to lean fully into my community. And that was hard because the the organizing business was lucrative. It was bringing in a lot of money at the time. So it was like, oh, like, am I going to be okay? Are we going to be able to figure this out? But I did, and it worked out beautifully. Um, So, flash forward, here we are, like almost three years later, and that, that membership community has continued to grow and thrive, but what I'm really finding is I just love, love, love really getting into the nitty-gritty of business, really getting into what builds a solid business, those key performance indicators, the, the standard operating procedures, all of the back end of the business. The key is learning how to leverage that data to run our business in a way that gives us back our time and our energy. So now that's what I do. That's my focus full time is working with service based entrepreneurs so that they can create the money that they want so that they can create the impact they desire. Because at the end of the day, this is your business and you get to make the decision to run it your way. And I, you know, I just went on a rant about this earlier today. Like, Other people's goals don't have to be your goals. It's such a noisy, noisy world out there that we're always adopting everyone else's goals that we don't stop and ask ourselves, well, what do I want? What do I want this business to look like? Because you should be making those decisions. And a lot of times because we're consuming so much, we're not. We're basing our goals off of someone else's set of goals for themselves. So yeah, never would have thought I'd be here today
0: that is that is such an important thing to remember is you're right like so often we look at what other people are doing and the ways that they're building businesses and even if they're doing a business that's similar to the business that we want to build or the business that we are building they set their goals and we think that those have to be our goals too like we have to do things the way they're doing things because they're successful because they're making an impact and showing up and serving people and and it looks good, right? And if we aren't really, really tapped into our way of doing things and what's important to us, if we're trying to emulate what other people are doing, we're not gonna have that same level of success because we're not gonna be able to show up with the same energy that they have because that's not our energy. That's, That's their energy. And if you're not showing up as yourself, You also are not reaching the customers or the clients or the people that you're here to reach because the people that you're here to reach, the people that you're here to connect with and to serve and to grow with, those people who are meant to be in your circle, they respond to your energy. They respond to who you are. And if you want to have authentic relationships, whether that's in a community or whether that's with a client, you have to show up as yourself or else. Those relationships are not going to be as deep as they need to be, as successful as they need to be, because nobody is going to be able to connect if you're showing up at a level that isn't your own level.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So,
0: so, when you decided to stop, to like pull back on the organizing business, side note, I need you to come to my house because it's a disaster. But anyway, <laughs> when you decided to to pull back on that and and lean fully into this community, that community wasn't bringing in an income at that point, was it? No, it wasn't.
1: So that was terrifying. <laughs>
0: yeah. So what made you like, what gave you just that? I, I mean, it sounds so scary to me. Like, losing something that's bringing in an income and, and leaning into something that isn't. And I mean, I imagine your plan was to make that something that could bring in an income, but at the time it wasn't. What caused you to just like trust yourself and trust where you had the capacity to take it and and step back from this thing that was so super lucrative?
1: Yeah. I mean, it it was really that. It was really learning to trust myself and that I had that proof that I had built something from the ground up once. So why can't I do it again? There are other people doing exactly what I wanted to achieve. So it was like, OK, how can I get into their world? How can I learn from them? How can I really foster these relationships and turn this into something that does generate income for me? And it was it was scary. I am not going to lie. It was terrifying to walk away from the guaranteed thing. But I had done that before. I had done that before when I walked away from my 9 to 5. I mean, I made great money. But money wasn't everything. And that was really, it's been a process to really develop that self-trust that, you know what, we can figure this out. We can figure this out as we go. And I think once you give yourself permission to do that, and you really give yourself permission to, okay, I'm just going to trust in the process. I'm going to utilize my resources. I'm going to ask for help. I'm going to seek mentorship from those that are where I want to be. Really learning to trust myself and give my permission to go after it, that was key. And it's hard to get quiet. It's really hard to silence that noise that's all around us and ask ourselves, what do I want and why do I want it? you know, what is my goal that I truly want out of this business? What is that mission? What is my vision? What are my values? Because when I am so crystal clear on those things, the mission, vision, values, I can then design a business built around my life. And- Yes, I might be doing something a little bit different, but I have the basic foundation set up. I know how to grow and scale a business. So it's just, again, then leaning in and applying those basic core principles in a way that feels good to me, a way that's aligned, a way that I can make that bigger impact on the world. And the money will follow. When everything's in alignment, the money follows. I think I think that is a just a key
0: principle in anything we're doing is looking back at what we have done in the past and recognizing like, I do have the ability to do this. I have done this before. Even if it looked different, I have the ability to start a business from scratch and grow it because I've done it. Or whatever it is you're looking to do in your life, being able to look back over that track record that you've built up because you've been successful in something and and just remembering to celebrate yourself and to tap into your abilities that are th- they are there because you've done them before. And yeah. I think the other piece of it though, is like when you're in a career, right? Like so many of us, like we spend so much time in school, getting a degree or learning a skill. And like we invest so much into this career that like, when we start out, we're so excited about it, right? Like we don't get into a career because we think it's going to suck. We don't get into a career because we hate it. We get into it because like we're excited about it. We're excited about either the money it's going to bring in or what we're going to be allowed to do because of it. And that becomes a part of our identity, right? Like we really, really take a lot from that career and bring it into our identity. So I guess my question for you is when you're walking away from that career, and and it sort of happened semi-organically, but also like you made the decision, right? How were you able to separate that, like that piece of your identity from your identity that you were looking to build moving forward?
1: Yeah, there were a lot of tears. There were a lot of tears, a lot of emotion, and a lot of guilt that came along with it because it's messy. It's messy because we're human. It's messy because we think we have it all figured out and we tell ourselves stories. Didn't want to look back one day and go, what would have happened if? Because, okay, say I take this risk, say I make this leap and I fall flat on my face. Is there a way we can work through it? Sure. I still have a license. I'm still credentialed. Like, I can always go back and find another job. But if I don't take that risk, if I don't bet on myself, how am I going to look back on life wishing that I had more time with my kids? How am I showing up for my family? What legacy do I want to show my girls? Like, do I want to show them? Like, no, just because you chose a job, you know, career path when you were 18, like you have to stick with it. No, I want to show them that it's okay to change your mind. I want to show them that fear should be your bestie, not your worst enemy. You know, we've become so conditioned to fear failure. I like that. Make fear your bestie. I like that because it's so
0: true. Failure is scary. But recognizing that fear is a lot of the time just drawing attention to something that can ultimately be an opportunity For massive growth. So kind of as we're taking this journey and we're doing all of these different pivots and we're going from, you know, being a career person and a wife and a mom and then launching into entrepreneurship and then launching into community building, like you've taken a lot of different shifts. And in each one of these sort of different pieces of the journey, I imagine There's different sacrifices that you have to make that maybe you didn't anticipate having to make. Like when you're working in a career, you have to sacrifice a little bit of time with your kids. When you're building a business, you might have to sacrifice a little bit of time with your spouse. And all of these different pieces of of the journey, of the process that we maybe don't anticipate, have there been any sort of sacrifices that you've had to make across these different shifts and pivots that you've made that maybe you didn't anticipate and and that maybe you had to sort of navigate through these different sacrifices
1: and, and how did you go about doing that? Yeah, so I think the biggest sacrifice was sacrificing security. Just that feeling of, okay, I have this guaranteed income coming in all the time. And I think as an entrepreneur, that's something that it's the reality of entrepreneurship. We are going to see these fluctuations in income going up, going down. But that's why it's so important to look at the data, look at the money and have a strategy. Because it's easy to get caught up and in our heads when we're building a business if we have a low month. But if you've tracked your income over the past year, you can see, okay, I'm naturally going to have months where I have peaks and valleys. And that's Okay, when you have that clarity, you can start to detach and view your business as an experiment that, okay, this is always a lower month. This doesn't mean that I'm a failure. This doesn't mean I need to burn everything to the ground. This is just simply data. And I'm using that data to drive my decisions so that I'm not starting over from scratch every single time. So for me, I loved security. That's why I stayed stuck in a career that no longer served me for 16 years of my life because I craved that security. So I think really sacrificing security was first and foremost. But when you take those bigger risks, you have bigger rewards. There's the potential for bigger reward, but it requires focus, it requires discipline. And I think that's something as entrepreneurs that we forget because we are used to having someone else manage us, right? We're used to, I come from a, from a career where our productivity was tracked. So when I became a full-time entrepreneur, it was like, oh, I have all day to get this done. I can you know, do this whenever. So it's really making that commitment and staying disciplined to yourself and using your time in a focused manner. Because when you're working 24-7, you're not going to accomplish anything. Everybody, you know, has different thoughts and theories about, you know, hustle versus flow. And I really think it's about being intentional. Just being intentional of how you're utilizing the time that you do have. I've worked with clients that have been very successful in building businesses in small pockets of time. I've had other clients that you know, need extended periods of time. Again, it goes back to what do you want out of this business? How do you want this to go? And if you're dedicated to smaller pockets of time, maybe your business grows a little bit faster than someone that's able to devote 40 hours a week to building their business. It's all determining what sacrifices are you willing to make in order to get the results that you desire. But for me, that sacrificing security was definitely like at the forefront. And I'm like an over planner. So yeah, that was (laughs) a really, really big one at first. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, this is fun. (laughs) What's next? (laughs) In in doing
0: what you're doing currently, like you intentionally spent a good chunk of time just cultivating that community and building mm-hmm. relationships with people yeah. before you were able to monetize on that. So walk us through like the importance of community and cultivating your network and building those relationships along the journey of kind of creating something that you are ultimately able to monetize.
1: Oh my gosh, absolutely. I mean, community and collaboration are absolutely essential as a business owner. I mean, in our in our world, to thrive as an entrepreneur, you need three people in your life. You need those that are ahead of you. And I believe this was like Lindsay Schwartz or Lori Harder or I think- We need those that are in front of us, that will be the light, that will show us the way, that will show us how they got from point A to point B. They will help us navigate those challenges that come up as we are entrepreneurs, as we're moving through these uncharted territories. We need those alongside us, those that'll keep us going on those times when it when it really gets tough, that we can link arms with, that we can be like, you know what? I'm really having a tough day and I'm tempted to burn it all down again. Like, can you help me through this? You need those business besties in your world because a lot of the people that are in your inner circle right now won't understand what you're going through. So you need those people that get it, that get the ups and downs and the emotional roller coaster and how we can all get in our heads. And then those behind you, Be the light for those people. Be there to help them as they grow, as they evolve, as they work through these challenges as well, because we can make their journey easier. So truly in linking arms together and fostering those collaboration opportunities it really skyrockets your success even faster because you're pooling your resources together. When you can really shift from that scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset, so many opportunities like magically appear. It's like the weirdest thing ever. But (laughs) I really like, to me, even networking is so, so core. It's one of my daily non-negotiables. I'm always seeking ways to grow my network. Not to seek clients, but to seek collaborations. To seek, okay. How can we do? Uh, a collaborative, you know, podcast swap like you and I have done. You know, how can we expose each other to each other's audiences? Because I'm not going to be for everyone. I don't want to be for everyone. I don't have the capacity for everyone. But sometimes it just takes one person saying something in a certain way that really hits home and resonates with someone. And I want to share that person with the world. Because if you have the, the solution to a problem, like it's your responsibility Share it so if we can help each other thrive on this journey, if we can link arms with one another, oh my gosh, it's gonna raise us all up because we shine brighter together. We each have that bright light within us, and when you put all of our bright lights together, oh my gosh, watch out because it's blinding. You gotta get those sunglasses on, right? So, when we really take the time to collaborate. It does. it really moves us forward faster.
0: Yeah the, I I have really had to make an intentional effort to make connection and community and collaboration like a priority in what I'm doing because I am not really a natural connector. like I'm I can connect other people to each other, but I have never really been a natural like reach out and connect with people for myself. Because I've always been very self-sufficient, very like, I can do it all myself. And I've recognized, like, I I can't. I can't do it all myself. I need community. I need people around me. Because there are people who have energy like yours that shows up maybe a little bit brighter or maybe a little bit softer than than the harsh edges that I have around my energy. (laughs) And like, the people that you're here to serve aren't necessarily the same people that I'm here to serve. but we might be getting in front of those people and in being able to connect with each other we can connect those people to the people who are here to serve them or who they're here to serve and it has really been a conscious effort of mine to just be able to reach out and connect with people and it's and it's kind of one of those ongoing things that i'm constantly working on because it doesn't come natural to me, but I recognize how important it is. So I just love that you, I love that you share that and put that out there because like, it's a reminder for
1: me because I need to remember it too. (laughs) We all do. We all do. You know, and I'm a very introverted person. So yeah, it is, it's, it's making it intentional. It's really being intentional and focused. Like, okay, how can I seek to serve? How can I support the other person? And when you really shift networking from like, it's all about me to how can I really serve you? How can I support you? It gets easier. It feels less icky. It feels less spammy because again, you're seeking to serve, not to sell. You're building relationships. And honestly, I think that relationships are one of the most undervalued assets as a business owner. You know, looking back at my numbers, Quarter 4 has really been focused on relationships, retentions, and referrals, really seeking to serve those that are already in my community, really promoting that word of mouth, and connecting and nurturing those relationships with the people that are in my community already, the people that have already opted into my world and said, hey, I'm here. I like what you do. So I really am trying to serve them and then be able to really introduce them to other incredible women who, yes, they may do similar things to me, but they have their own unique way of doing it.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's Chris Harder that says this, and and I'm sure that it's not his quote because I think he he said whose quote it was, but he he always says a rising tide lifts all ships, and I I just think that's so important to remember because a lot of people feel like everything's a competition. Like if I support you in your business, then I'm losing traction in my business, or I'm losing clients in my business, or I'm losing the ability to do what I want to do because my people are going to you, but There is enough business to go around and there are enough of us out here serving in different ways and serving different people with a different energy that when the tide rises, we all rise with it and i i saw another quote on instagram and it was like it was something like the competition happens at the bottom at the top it's all about collaboration it's all about collaboration and i i just love that i i love that because it's a it's a new mindset shift for me because i really always did sort of rest in this competition zone in all of the earlier businesses i i ever created everything felt like a competition like i felt like I was sort of an island out here serving people, doing my own thing on my own by myself. And if I was out here helping somebody else grow, I was taking away business from myself. And so I sort of neglected investing in relationships. And while the businesses that I had that ultimately ended up either failing or I shut them down, like there were a number of reasons why, but I feel like that was that was a significant factor in, in why maybe they weren't as successful as I initially had hoped that they would be
1: Yeah yeah, oh my gosh, that is so, so true because, and and again, it goes back to our brain. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you at all. It's primal. Our brain is there to keep us safe, to protect us. It's wired for survival. So once we've recognized that and realize, you know what, there's there's really no competition per se out there because we do have our own unique set of gifts, of talents, of experiences that we bring to the table, and when we have our resources and we pool our resources together, we can create an even bigger impact when we support each other and just make this journey easier for one another because we're there to serve others, and then we have people that are there that have our backs and that support us as well because, yes, it can feel so lonely, so lonely as an entrepreneur, but at the end of the day, you're not alone your people are out there. It's a matter of pushing that ego aside and saying, you know what, like, this is hard. Like, do you want to collaborate? Do you want to like help each other out? Like, just be that person. The worst thing you can do is just assume that they're going to say no. Like, if you don't ask, the answer will always be no. But if you're, you know, Seeking collaboration opportunities be like, hey, here's what I can do to serve you. What are your thoughts? How can we work together? And I feel like most people will genuinely, if you come at it of here's how I can serve you, not here's what you can do for me, I really feel like some really great relationships form from that, from just yeah. having the courage to ask. Yeah.
0: You reminded me of, of, of sort of a story. When I first started reaching out to people and looking for different collaborations, looking for different opportunities to work together with people, I was so terrified that people were going to look at me and be like, you have no idea what you're doing. Why would I say yes to you? Why would I let you in front of my community? I don't know who you are. You have no experience. And so the very first person I reached out to because i'm terrified of people thinking that i'm like not strong or not smart or like i don't know what i'm doing. It's like i'm going to reach out to the biggest name person i know because i know they're going to say no. But i also know i'm not at that level anyway, so i expect them to say no, so it's not going to mean anything about me if they say no, and at least i'll get the first no under my belt and i and i won't like judge myself for it. So i reach out to the first like big name person i know hundred thousand plus followers on Instagram. Like, and I I I pitched this collaboration and they responded, I love that idea. Let's <laughs> do it. And I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> Shit. Shit. What now? <laughs> what do I do now? <laughs> They're playing a bankfire. This did not work out the way I thought it was going to work out. <laughs> and then I was like, well now I have to create this. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, even though it didn't work out the way I thought it was going to work out, it worked out so much better. And at the end of the day, it gave me the confidence to be like, hey, this person said yes to me. So if this other person who's like way, way smaller says no, I don't care. I don't care because they said yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like this did not go the way I thought it was going to go, but I can do this. And then I, I was kind of put in a position where like I had to create something because I pitched it. And I created, and it was great, and it was awesome. And I was like, it it helped me sort of build that confidence that like, hey, I'm legit. I'm in this space. I can do this. I can take myself seriously. And because I can take myself seriously,
1: I can project that, and other people are going to take me seriously too. Exactly. 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 You know, it's confidence. It's confidence is having the courage to start before we feel ready. We always think that like, I have to be confident. No, you just have to have the courage to take the bullet action like you did. And we're always focused on like what could go wrong, but like, what if it all works out, right? If we start like shifting our mindset to what if it works out? I mean, look, look what happened. Like you would have never thought in a million years, but it worked out because you had the courage to try. Yeah. I, I
0: don't know that it was courage. I, I don't know that I would call it courage. Um, it might've just been like blind stupidity. It might've just been like, you know what? I, I, don't, I don't know what it was, <laughs> but I did it. I did it.
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: So talk to us about what you do with your community. You have this framework, you help women build businesses where they Can reclaim their time and their energy, and they can do it in a way that feels aligned for them, where they can be present for their families. They can be a present mom. They can be a present spouse, whatever that looks like in their life. What are some of the things that you work on with your clients that you help people do to be able to build that, that style of business?
1: Yeah, so step one is really getting so super clear. It's really that clarity component because if you don't know what you want, how are you going to get there? But when you're so crystal clear on what it is exactly what you want and why you want it, then you can reverse engineer anything. It's like your GPS. You have to know where you're going. And then based off of where you're at, it calculates the most efficient route to get there. So step one is getting clear about what do you want? What do you want this business to look like? Again, we talked about this earlier. Like it's easy to get caught up in chasing shiny objects. It's easy to adopt other people's goals as your goals. But at the end of the day, this is your business. These are your goals and you get to choose. So clarity is step number one. And then you really, really need to get established systems and automations. This will really give you back your time and energy. Getting clear on those KPIs. What are those numbers in your business? This is the not glamorous part of running a business. Building a sustainable business is not sexy. It's not just dancing around on Instagram, going on a yacht in the ocean somewhere. No, it's doing the groundwork. It's tracking those numbers. Where are people finding you? What is your email list size? What is your open rate? What is your conversion rate? How many calls do you need to get on in order to generate the income you desire? Do you have the product suite that supports those income goals? Because if your income goal is to make a million and you're selling a $5 membership, Um, you're gonna need like a bajillion people in this membership to hit that goal. So how can we really leverage that data? So really diving into it and doing things like a quarterly review, doing things like developing a business plan that contains your mission, your vision, your values, what your team looks like, what those roles are, what those responsibilities, all of the nitty gritty of building a business is so, so important and then really optimize that organic marketing and sales strategy. How are we bringing people from being followers to buyers? So really diving into, okay, top of funnel visibility. Then how are we nurturing? How are we building those relationships that no no like, and trust to the point where we are positioning ourselves as the solution to the problem that they have? When you reframe sales as a solution versus a sale, it really does take that ick out of the way because you're providing an invitation to the solution to the problem that your ideal client or customer has. So that's a Cliff Notes version of my (laughs) CEO framework, but yeah, getting clear, establishing systems, and then really optimizing that organic marketing and sales strategy.
0: People have such a hard time with sales, regardless of what they're doing. It seems to be one of those things that so many people struggle with the mindset around selling. Yeah. And I love that reframe and making it a solution. And I always like to share this sort of, um. oh, what's the word? Words are hard sometimes. Like if you go to the grocery store. Analogy. There's the word. There's the word. Yes. I'm, like, yes. I'm like in the back of my head trying to think of the word and also trying to tell the story at the same time.
1: Been there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if you go to the grocery store and you see an end cap of Oreos on sale and you buy a package of Oreos because they're on an end cap, you don't get mad at the grocery store for just selling you a pack of Oreos that you didn't need. You don't get mad about that. Like, if it's something that brings you joy or something that gives you a solution to something, like, people don't get mad when they are sold to if it is something they actually want or need.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I mean, think of how many emails you get in your inbox every single day from places like. Old Navy, Children's Place, Kohl's, like all of them. They email us three, four times a day. So if people aren't aware that you have the solution, if you're not letting people know and informing them of what you do, nobody's going to buy. Nobody's going to buy. And even just take the time to follow up. Taking the time to follow up just shows that you care. Don't just go into people's dms blindly and pitch them take the time to build and nurture those relationships and see if it's a mutually aligned fit because a lot of times if you can position yourself as the solution through your content through your messaging then you don't even have to do the sleazy, slimy pitches because they're like, oh, you're the obvious solution for the problem that I have. Okay, here, take my money. Like, how do we work together? Because obviously you get what I'm going through right now and I need that solution because I have that problem.
0: Yes, yeah. So if somebody listening is in the process of building a business and they're listening to you here and they're like, I'm not doing any of that, (laughs) where do I even start? how do they connect with you what are you what are you working with right now with with your clients how can people work with you if 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 that feels aligned for them
1: absolutely so right now i only have one offer And that is my signature CEO framework. It's a three-month coaching package where we just dive into exactly that. Diving into the nitty-gritty to design a business built around your life. A business that helps you achieve the goals that you want to achieve, not someone else's goals. So really getting crystal clear, giving you back that time and energy, and getting control of your life um so right now if you slide into my DMs at Amy Tra, I would love the opportunity just to connect with you to see if this is an aligned fit, you know, follow along, see if you like my style because again, I'm not going to be for everyone. And my other favorite place that I hang out all the time and drop tons of free value is my podcast, The Motivated CEO Podcast. It's streaming on all the platforms. So go over there, binge my content, take what you need and leave the rest. I'm here if you're ready.
0: Awesome. I will put All the links in the show notes, any final words, anything that you want to share with everybody that maybe we didn't dig into that you really wanted
1: to mention? You know, at the end of the day, I always like to tell people that I am no different than you. I am, I don't have any like secret sauce that, you know, is hidden within my coaching container. Like Literally, if you binge my content, if you look at my Instagram feed, you're going to find everything you need to succeed as a business owner. There are no secrets. The missing piece is implementation. So you have to take that action. Take that messy action. Give yourself permission. Give yourself permission to design a business on your terms to support the goals that you want. Once you give yourself that permission and start taking action, there are so many opportunities out there, and you will start to see success.
0: Thank you, Amy. This was such an awesome conversation.
1: Thank you so much, Josie. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Realign With Your Purpose. My intention is that the messages I share here in this podcast help you experience a mindset shift as well as actual transformation and growth. If you found value in today's episode, please Share it with a friend so they can experience the growth and transformation that you've found in these messages. Or take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And be sure to tag me so I can personally thank you for spreading the message and encouraging everyone to believe in themselves and their dreams. And if anything I talked about today really spoke to you, send me a DM because I would love the opportunity to have a conversation with you. As always, it's been an honor to share this time with you today. And until next time, you got this.